0: Welcome to the car, sim and race driver show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Here at Bathurst in the forest, my very special guest, basic Ollie, rascal, rabbit, Josh Martin. It's great to have you back on the show. Drive fast and try not to crash. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Car, Sim, and Race Driver Show. And we have two special guests for you today. We have Riley Phillips and his father, Andy Phillips. Welcome to the show. Hello.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: It's great to see you tonight. Now, last night, last week, you weren't quite able to make it, but you're in full health and able to make it tonight, which is fantastic. Now, Riley, you've got an amazing motorsport story to tell. And it all starts with when you started go-karting. Um, now, your father had gone into it a little bit last uh, last week, uh, but we're uh, wondering if, there, if for things that may have been possibly missed, um, what was it like starting out go-karting, a young age, and what was the real difference that it made to your life?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I started karting at quite a young age, so I was about seven, wasn't I? Thing. Ne- nearing eight uh, when i first had a proper go in a in a go-kart and it was yeah i remember like, just loving it um so much because it was kind of me doing that and there was other people to compete against and i was always super competitive really um and i always wanted to to win although that wasn't quite what i, w- what I was thinking when i was kind of doing those first laps in a, in a proper car um but kind of yeah, before that, I mean, I'd done uh, a little bit of practice, I suppose you'd call it, um, a little bit of sim racing on my dad's simulator, um, and I, I enjoyed it. So yeah, uh, my, my dad and my mum decided to give uh, go-karting a go and see see if that was kind of similar, uh, and I did. It was it was really enjoyable. Um, so yeah, we, we carried on doing it, didn't we? So we bought the first kart
2: in what, when I was, 10? Yeah, so. we did a um, few sessions of kind of arrive and drive stuff before we actually plummeted in and bought a cart. So. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that it was uh, <laughs> the right we were, thing. You were nine uh, when we bought your first yeah, car. I, I
1: don't think still but, uh, yeah, I started at 10. But yeah,
0: exciting. I remember your father's great phrase from last week of uh, when you got your kind of go karting experience and the talent spotters were there and they said, Your son can do this. And that was when you thought, oh, this is
1: going to cost you. This is gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just the, oh no, <laughs> Not the um, But no, it was yeah. I, I loved it, and so yeah. Luckily, my parents saw that, and so yeah, this is what he wants to do. Um, so yeah, we first year we went to. I think it was we did one track, did we? What did we do too?
2: We did N- NKRA A as well, really. That the was year after. Of oh, was it? Yeah. First
1: year? Okay. Um, yes, we did one main track, which was um, Clay Pigeon in in Yeovil. Um, And it was, it's quite a short track, but it's got lots of technical corners. Um, And the competition there was quite, quite good, actually. So there were several other, yeah, several other novice drivers um, along with me. Uh, And we actually got trophies for first place novice and second place novice. Um, So I walked away with a few of those, which was, yeah, awesome. You know, you, you tip up, you know, you kind of, finish mid-pack you think you've done you know that was a fantastic day and then to top it off hey look here's a first place novice strength you know um because you beat the other people who kind of are just starting like you are and that was that was fantastic so um kind of put hooked on that winning uh piece of silverware really
0: and how did you find, because, you know, it's a competitive field, was it a real battle to kind of race your way through the field? Or was it something that you kind of thought, actually, you know, I'm, I'm definitely quicker than these guys. I can, I, I, you know, I can do well here.
1: It was certainly tough. Um, a couple of the novice drivers were, you know, really fast. Um, but, yeah, we we did quite well. Um, and I was happy come the end of the day, whether it was, you know, first in novice or, or fifth in the novices, you know, I, I'd had fun uh going casting and that that was my kind of enjoyment that i I got um for the first uh, year and a bit probably
0: and when you first started out did you have a like a kind of racing move that you liked to pull did you kind of practice some kind of overtake that you thought this is what i can do this is what they're going to know me for uh
1: later on i I got told that it was was a bad idea but i really liked going around the outside of people (laughs) (laughs) so you never saw it coming really uh just yeah outbreak them and then hello i'm on your outside um and you know by the time they'd realized i'd, I'd passed them um all, all the team bosses <laughs> were, inside. When we were moving up, inside yeah they were Please. all just like inside because <laughs> you'll get taken off and i just never did it was yeah spectacular when it worked
0: yeah well that's, that's it all the big tracks have done haven't they i remember Mansover overtook took burger going around there was at the Peratalda in mexico on the last corner of the last lap um and the people have done it at suzuka as well haven't they they're going into the first corner yeah. they go on the outside and come round, um, and I'm sure you'll be able to show them what to do um, with that one. But um, but no, that's, that's the thing. And did you have, what was kind of your first kind of epic battle on the go-karting kind of circuit that you remember?
1: Um, first kind of epic battle? Um, it would have been probably after uh, Cadets, so moving up into um, Rotax, which is uh, a two-stroke engine, so it's much more powerful than the... Cadet class, um, and it was just the day that we were at uh, Clay Pigeon again in Newville. um We'd been there for two or three years by that time, so I knew the track really well. Um, and then, yeah, it was tough competition as always. And I just kind of thought that day, what well, I- I'm going to win today. I-, I don't know what it takes, but I'm going to do it. And, and to be, and to be yeah. fair,
2: Riley was always really, really quick. Um, and there was another driver there. I mean, there was a few quick drivers there, but there's yeah, one in particular that was dominating, but he was also very forceful. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And, uh, we'd normally end up with a lot of damage from that weekend because one way or another, Riley was like the other quickest driver, I think. And he'd always end up, they'd always end up having a battle somewhere, but Riley would end up getting put into the barrier and, uh, yeah. but not on this particular day.
1: No, <laughs> not, not on this particular day. So yeah, the, yeah we had three heats and, and a final, um, for the for the race day basically um and i it was i don't know what what was different on that day but i did i win all of the heats i think i came away with two didn't i
2: i think came away with two um, and you put it on pole in the yeah,
1: pole for the final and then he was in second yeah i was just I don't know, untouchable for the final i just ripped away and and that was it you know it wasn't there was a moment on, such, the, on the first but, lap where um, you were side by
2: side rubbing but you decided that you weren't going to yeah, get taken out it was and, the uh, heats and a bit
1: bits before that, you know, that kind of decided right that this is actually gonna gonna work. Um, and obviously, you know, heats you, you get random grid positions. Um, so it, it, yeah, some of them were working the way through the pack. Some of them you start near the front, and it's you don't have to do too much work. But yeah, that was probably the first kind of good battle that I was like, wow, okay, that was impressive. Like even by
2: my standards, you know, <laughs> uh, no, so I that's took great. a beating down that that day and Riley announced, you know, I'm going to win today. And, um, we hadn't won at clay pigeon, um, you know, and it there was a tough grid there, you know, and I knew he'd have to beat this tough, hard driver, you know? And I was like, I'm not going to say anything, but you know, <laughs> this is, that's a tall order, you know? And, yeah. uh, but yeah, he, he, then you just put your mind in a, in a different mode, didn't you? And, yeah. and, um, the first race was damp. So I change the gearing on the cart to be damp gearing and then you went through the next two heats even when it was dry with the wrong gearing on the cart basically Mm -hmm. but um riley just worked out where the cart was quick so he was overtaking people in in these other hairpin tight corners where people don't normally manage to pull it off quite like that because the cart was accelerating a little bit quicker and um, so he made the cart work and then it came to the final and then i was checking the cart over uh, normally check meticulously and then i checked and i was like I've, st- I've got the wrong gearing on here. So I was like, oh, no, he's on pole, but he's been doing really well with this gearing. Do I change it? Don't I change it? Do I tell him or, or not? And I was like, right, I'm just, I've got to change it back to the right gearing and, and it will all be fine. Um, change it back to the right gearing and then you were just too fast at yeah, the end and drove away. Generally for carts, we made a
1: rule not to change things before the final um, <clears throat> just because, you know, if it was working before, then don't try and, like, change it because uh, it will probably be messed up um so yeah we never changed anything before the final we got all our setup up stuff done kind of during the heats um for obviously different uh, temperatures in the day and different weather and and that kind of thing
0: yeah and so what is it that you know is a kind of decision that you make when you decide that you're not going to be taken out by a particular competitor and what what do you think how can you describe that what is it that it is that that makes you think right this time we're not going to be affected by this person
1: i mean is you just have to to commit to to the moves that you're going to do. So, you know, you you look down the track and you go, right, I'm going to catch him roughly at this corner, where, where can I set myself up, take a slightly wider line so I get a better run on the exit of this corner to take him into the next one, you know, you you have to plan that. And then when, when it starts happening, you have to go, right. Okay, well, I planned it now, now it's time to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's just one of those things where if you, do it half-heartedly, then you'll always end up on on the worst side, kind of yep, thing. Yep, um, yep, yep. So you had to fully commit um, to a lot, of, a lot of the overtakes, yeah.
0: And did you find that as you did more, you know, karting seasons, did you stick with the same kind of kart, or did you get faster ones every year as the as kind of championships differed, uh, did you have to get kind of more and um, so, more powerful yeah, karts and
1: things? classes and stuff obviously for different age groups so the the cadets that I was talking about earlier that's 8 to 13 year olds yeah. um, and then after that
2: Mini um, starts from 11 doesn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah it's kind of a it's not a free-for-all fifteen. generally yeah you group like 11 to 15 year olds which is quite a big age gap actually um, mm. for you know variety um, yeah those carts were much much quicker than the cadet carts which kind of designed to be slow and so you don't hurt yourself that much. Uh, if you crash, you know. Um, but yeah, the junior carts, I suppose you'd call them, were uh, yeah they were they were quick. Um, so so you go
2: yeah. Yeah, mini, then then junior, <coughs> a class, and then it's then it's seniors are a little bit quicker again. Yeah. Um, and the and the weight maximum or minimum weight rather go goes up each time. And just because Riley was so so tall. big and I tall. tall. Um, then we had to change class whenever we was early, old yeah. enough. Then we had to we had to move. Ah, so I ended yeah. up being usually
1: the youngest in that class, um, oh. and was, you know I was probably what was like twelve maybe. You know there's this fi- there's these fifteen year olds with mustaches and stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> well, what, what am I meant to do here? You know. Um, nice. But yeah, it was all part of the challenge really, and and go okay, I can do this, you know. Um, and I did a lot of the time. Um, it's
0: good competition, though, isn't it? I mean, it's good, good learning for you, isn't it, to be able to go through that and get a good challenge. And if you can keep up with them and then beat them, that must be a great feeling.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's like wow. I you know I beat that person who should probably be beating me. You know, um, because of their experience and and you know, how they're much stronger than I am to handle a cart at that point. Um, and then yeah, obviously as I get older and had more experience in carts than I. Just kept getting quicker. Um, so yeah, we had lots of success. I'd say in in carts, didn't we? Um, so yeah, carts was fantastic. yeah.
0: And uh, your father had said a little bit last week about how you were able to take your go kart uh, to school one time and uh, to show your friends uh, you know, what you were doing and things like that. Well, I mean that must have been quite a a nice thing to be able to do and quite fun because it shows you it shows your classmates. What you do and and uh, your kind of passion for motorsport what was their reaction when you when you brought your car to school
1: yeah i mean uh everyone has you know different hobbies maybe it's swimming or maybe it's uh, playing musical instrument you know those are relatively easy to to show off if, if you like but you have to bring a car uh, into school and, and go look this is what i do you know i, I can yeah. tell them about it and they're like oh yeah okay that, that sounds that sounds good you know and then you know it, it, it's there in front of them and they can sit in it and you you, you start it up and then the sound you know it, it's really loud so they're like wow that's that's amazing that's really cool um yeah. so yeah that was yeah really awesome to to do that
2: we took freddy karting as well didn't we yes
1: yeah so i had uh, a couple of school friends that I, I took with me to to drive my actual car uh, at the track um and it was a yeah, relatively quiet a day so it was It was fine. But yeah, they they really got a good experience out of that. And they were like, yeah, this is really cool what you're doing. That's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. I I remember when I was 18, I did an arrive and drive day um, at the Jim Russell School of Racing at Donington Park, um, way back in, in 93. And I was in the sixth form at school. And I was so kind of I thought this is the one time I'm going to show them I'm a racing driver when I go back to school, you know. Um, and of course, everybody at the end they get a certificate even if you do badly or whatever. They they're giving yeah. a certificate just so that you go home with something. Um, and uh, and I I remember saying to the headmaster, oh, I came third, and I completely really made the whole thing up. I came third in this big arrive and drive day, and he was so impressed. It was a small private school near Bergmontweed. He thought, we'd better get you up at the assembly then. So he, he brought me up onto the stage and shook my hand and said, Well done, you. I'm sure you'll be a racing driver, of which I had absolutely no chance um, of doing anything like that. But um, but no, it must be great to, to be able to, to bring it to school and let people see what you actually do um, and then go out there and race and, and get good results. How, how did you find that, you know? Did racing really help to build your confidence? I know that's one of the things your father had said. It made a big difference. Did you just see that you could because you were achieving in that field? then you feel that could help you achieve in other areas of your life?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, kind of forecasting. You know, we we tried several other hobbies. You know, swimming, horse riding, the kind of things which uh, people might normally think of when you think of oh, well, what what do you do for a hobby? Canoeing, uh, sailing. Can I, yeah, lo- lots of other extreme horse riding. sports. I suppose you call them. Um, um, but yeah, karting was probably the most extreme of them all, um, and that was the one that I enjoyed the most. Um, so yeah, it, it did help. Um, you know, it gave me something to, to aim for, something to look forward to. Um, you know, through through school, which was quite quite difficult um, for me anyway. Um, but yeah, no, karting was the one thing which I was like, right, it's karting this weekend. Just you know, kind of get through these lessons, and, and you'll be karting on the weekend. You know, it was. It was that, yeah, kind of, yeah. I'm looking forward to
0: it, I can't wait. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Well, I'll quickly go to some of the questions that we have. The first one is from Shadow RLM. He says, does Raleigh enjoy all the setup of the carts, and how much setup is involved in a cart?
1: Carting, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of um, setup that can be done um, and they all make quite big changes um, in the way that it feels and how it handles because uh, it's very small, so if you move something uh, you know, five millimeters on the front outwards, so the wheels, uh, and then it's going to make a, a big difference to, to how the car turns and how much grip you have um, through the corner. And yeah, I really enjoyed kind of working on it as a, as a puzzle almost. Um, and I still do uh, enjoy working on setup and going, is this quicker? Is this not? You know, do, do I make it feel better for me? How, how can I solve it for other drivers? And that's kind of the next, bit of setup thing which i've been working on recently is um, yeah how i know it feels good for me but does it feel good for other people can i make them uh, quicker without sacrificing too much um speed for myself kind of thing um yeah see so yeah, i i enjoy setup a lot
0: oh that's super i'll go to another question from paul stanford um, did you ever get any of your school friends into go-karting after you took your car to school
1: um, a lot of them were, yeah, very excited, but I don't think any of them uh, got into it really. I mean, a lot of uh um, True, yes, yeah, you know a lot of birthday parties were karting <laughs> themed. After that, um, yeah, that'd be quite uh, good fun. So in Italy, lots of people went indoor karting, which is still great fun, uh, and I yeah, do enjoy it yeah. because i usually beat my friends anyway <laughs> i know i was uh, gonna say they would
0: dread you coming yeah
1: okay this person won't well, run right. it's like yeah uh,
0: they'd want to be in a different split they want to say you go in that group or something you know
1: <laughs> yeah no. so um yeah that's kind of birthday party thing but then you know recently there was uh i did some of the british schools for karting uh championships um so i took uh two very Good karting friends. Um, they were both quite quick, uh, but they still could improve in some areas. And I was kind of coaching them as, as we went along. Um, but they hadn't
2: really been karting until you started taking them karting? Not
1: really, they? no. Uh, mm-hmm. well, they they kind of done it before, you know, because it's something that you can try maybe once or twice. But they hadn't um, got into it properly and understanding, right, this is, this is how you should actually go quicker and um, how to use the brake uh, effectively and stuff like that. Um, so it was quite a steep learning curve for them, but yeah, we managed to do really well. So we got through to the finals in the first year, did we? Uh,
2: got through to the regional finals yeah, in the first years, uh, and then years after that to the finals. And right? then
1: yeah, the year after that, we got ninth, and then the year after that, we came joint
2: third, didn't we, I think. Uh,
1: so we had some yeah really excellent results, and that's you know uh, across the whole of the UK, all the schools in the UK that competed. Um, we came wow. joint third in the last one. Um, so I was really impressed and, and proud that you know, my friends had improved so much that we'd been able to you know, get to that kind of point where I was like, yeah, we're on the podium of kind of the best karting schools uh, in the UK. Um, there is also British universities karting, which uh, I'm attempting to do, obviously with COVID, and I haven't had a chance yet, but yeah, uh, well, i say that. We had a test day um, a while ago, quite a while ago. Um, that was great fun. It's probably the first time I've been in a kart a proper cart for about three years um so yeah. i was yeah, <laughs> beaten quite badly and i was very sore <laughs> afterwards but i enjoyed it uh yeah. so much so yeah
0: now that's brilliant now we've got we've got lots of people coming in we've got piers stockton and um, saying it's great to see you talking about your racing rally and andy needs to show you how to shave though buddy <laughs> is. Yeah is so I,
1: I uh he's, yeah, he's a good friend um yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah how do you answer that question eh
0: that's uh that's one there that um, but there's been one or two about your about your beard there um but uh, i'll, I'll miss those but uh, from shadow rlm he says hugh
1: jackman,
2: hugh, hugh jackman. No,
0: no, no, no. ah you're going for that style ah, well, <laughs> you, eh? <laughs> and... <laughs> um, does the fact that you race make your dad happy Um, to let you learn how to drive in his car <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, we, we talked about me crashing on the road. So we did, ha- we had oh, many, I mean talked about that, many. Oh, okay. Yes, we That's, had many yeah. talks before Riley went out onto the road about, um, don't treat the track like a racetrack, like I did. And you know, you, you have the great privilege of, you know, having, um, the opportunity to race on track and really put a car, uh, you know, 110%, don't do it on the road. You know, it's a transportation system yeah. and stuff. So Riley's very sensible and drives very well on the road. Um touch wood, I don't know that he's um he's silly, so but the insurance is so difficult with with young people I've got a, yeah. um <laughs> we've got a big truck basically for pulling the his sister's horse and stuff, so I can't get him on the insurance for the Navara um truck, so yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't drive that, but he's got his um Suzuki swift and uh yeah if we're going around around the place or going two races, and it's just me and him then we share the driving and stuff, and he drives really well
1: you know it's, yeah. It's great the Suzuki I, I enjoy it a lot uh, it's even got racing stripes on the side so it's uh, yeah
0: <laughs> I remember my first car was a Ford Fiesta 1.1L 1. uh, from 1986 and it cost £500 and the insurance was £400 and that was third party so if anything happened I was just going to have to leave it in the field or wherever it would end up but uh, <laughs> thankfully I, I ran it for about three years without any incident and I could afford to get comprehensive insurance after that but oh, it is, it's a huge amount of money now um, to get uh, young drivers insured but it sounds like you're sensible on the road and things like that which is which is really decent um now we'll go to a good question from voter racing i hope i've pronounced that correctly it's um does sim racing help you in real world racing and vice versa
1: yes uh i'd say absolutely so my first couple of years in in cars especially um i was practicing the the tracks beforehand on the simulator just to get an idea of where they went um and yeah, there's a whole whole big rabbit hole that I could do, go down there. But yeah, I think it helps to know which way the corners go on the track, <laughs> um, as well as you can get a rough idea for, for breaking points and lines. Um, you know, As time goes on, I think sims will be more and more realistic. Um, and obviously we, we know that they're very competitive as well. Uh, mm-hmm. at the moment, And it'll probably be even more so in the future.
0: Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now we've got a question from debbie uh, burgess uh, how many times did it take to pass your driving test
1: <laughs> yeah um we don't need to talk about that that's fine <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, a moving on question is it is yeah, that... <laughs> racing translates relatively okay i knew how to drive i could do all of that perfectly um I was probably overconfident. Uh, I, I suppose would it's, be the word.
2: I don't think it's overconfident. Is the driving instructors don't expect you
1: to know how to drive. To uh,
2: <laughs> well, yeah. To have the the level of awareness that you have when you're a racing driver. So Riley drive up to the roundabouts and go across the roundabout and then they'd be go, oh, you didn't see. Those cars over there, you know, you didn't see them coming. Why? And he was like, "Well, and there was yeah, <laughs> there was plenty of room. Yeah. I like, made proper progress there, and yes, I did see those two cars and the cat on the right-hand side, but they, <laughs> you know, they fail him already. You know, going driving, you know, too confidently and without, you know, the relative attention that they'd expect from a, a learner driver. So the, the big thing was
1: uh, mirrors. So you, you meant to check yeah. the mirrors like every Um, uh they they wanted me to visibly move my head i'm like well i I can just check with my eyes and you're not really paying attention that much so yes i've checked them like 10 times and the number plate for the car behind us is this but like you said i haven't checked them so that that was the annoying thing about driving tests really Uh, i didn't do that many lessons either i did four lessons uh-huh.
0: that's so, pretty good going yeah i know that's that's the thing isn't it and it is difficult i mean especially because you're used to racing and being competitive like that isn't it you're not really used to looking in your mirrors so much because you want to be in front of people not behind them isn't it so you're kind of more you're more you know that would be your, yeah yeah
1: sure especially um you know the the rule was it's not a rule but uh every time you look behind you lose a tenth basically uh in casting um and it, it was it was kind of true uh yeah. you know you could you could see it because people wouldn't be paying as much attention uh, as they should be to, to what's in front of them. Um, and they'd worry about it and, they, and they'd lose time because of it. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. You had to wear that T-shirt on the front that says, leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> I could be right for <laughs> it, it? You know, <laughs> but uh, No, that's, that's great. So now you're kind of going into the fun cup. There'll be a lot of people watching tonight that maybe aren't quite aware exactly what that is. Um, so what kind of car is it that you drive in the Fun Cup
1: um, and what kind of series is it all about? So Fun Cup Endurance Championship, I think it's called this year, isn't it? Um, it's an endurance championship. So we have uh, longer races than your normal race, I suppose. So they're, they're four hours long, they're sometimes longer. Um, there's driver swaps in there, um, and pit stops and fueling and exciting things like that. Um, but yeah the car is essentially a glorified beetle um it's it looks like a beetle it's got a rear wing but uh underneath it's all kind of completely custom race car um so it's got fiberglass body shell and space frame <laughs> chassis and that kind of thing um yeah the only original part on it is the the wiper motor from the beetle basically um, <laughs> the thing. um it's got engine from golf mark two i think yeah it? um so yeah so 1.8 liter in line four uh, yeah so it's a fun car as, as the championship suggests.
0: yeah because it'll be very light wouldn't it and it'll react really quickly is, yeah, it's to 50
1: kilos i think um wow 50. Uh, so yeah it's it's very light
0: yeah. and does it sound quite nice is it quite a, a kind of kind of addictive yeah. uh, engine that you quite like listening to
1: so the, the the pistons are, are machined uh, inside and it's got race race headers on it as well and a full race exhaust pipe so yeah it sounds great um we had a few uh incidents where the exhaust came off and it sounded like a v8 and i was pleasantly surprised oh, was even better <laughs> you yeah, uh, before i had to pit in uh, and fix that but um yeah, yeah but was you it know.
0: too late again you get, you'll get done for being it would you be under the weight loud
1: yeah um or just too late <laughs> yeah it sounded great <laughs>
0: So is it true that when you're racing like that, um, you know, and you get used to your car, that you learn how to change up by the sound so you can recognize that rather than having to really kind of look at the rev counter and things. Is it something that you can recognize quite quickly?
1: Yeah, sound sound is very important in racing. Uh, and I think uh, in, in Formula E in the first couple of years, lots of drivers were getting caught off by not really having sound there. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly am when Kind of i'm sim racing and my headphones disconnect so i'm like oh where's
0: everything gone <laughs> uh, yeah no it's true it does make a difference
1: yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah i i really value sound and, and having it um you know listening to engine pitch and and knowing how am i in the right gear um how much of the tires kind of sliding um that, that's kind of really valuable to, to to have in sim racing and real racing as well
0: hi because i know that in, in in formula one for a while they still do it now but there's a beat that goes through their ear when, they want to, when they're supposed to change up sometimes, isn't it? Or something in, in previous years they had done that just to yeah. remind them. But I, you kind of wonder how they do that in Formula E because they can't hear anything and yet they've got a sequential gearbox in they, don't they, in it?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a few electric cars on the simulator and it's it's very weird. It's very weird indeed, yeah.
0: Yeah, because of a high-pitched sound of that sounds like a hoover trying to think as to how you'd recognise when to change up. Um, but no, that's, that's the thing. So say, what would you say is, if for somebody starting out in, in car racing what would be your biggest tip that you think could help them kind of move forward in the field
1: it's a good question um biggest tip um practice seat time um experience is super valuable uh, in the first year um and just kind of learning as much as you can from from other drivers um you know so listening to them when they Kind of go through data if you have any and uh listening to to driver lines and and what they know already about that car and that track you know is super valuable so yeah just kind of everything to do with experience you just want to circle all up really you know you can you can learn setup later um all of that thing just if as soon as you know how to drive then then you can just drive around you know set up issues and thing, things like that so yeah I'd say just experience really. Ah, so the driver at the time
0: behind the wheel and that kind of thing and what's it like as well you know because i know that in most racing formula you don't have anti-lock brakes you've got proper manual brakes and you, you have to do it yourself um what, do you find that obviously that's that takes a little bit of getting used to it because you've had all that experience in karting um that it's kind of it's easy to know when the wheels are going to lock
1: I, yeah it, it depends really i mean um Casting obviously we have just standard you know, brakes no ABS um, so they can lock all the time if you wanted them to um, and I really enjoyed you know being able to kind of half lock the car and get it to go a little bit sideways just for the corner so you have a little less turning to do um, and in in cars it, it's kind of the same the the fun cup car is basically a big cart because it's so light mm-hmm. uh, and yeah obviously it doesn't doesn't have ABS on um, but yeah the Kind of the sound and, and the vibrations that you get through the wheel, you you can tell right. Am I locking up? Am I not? Um, can I afford a little bit more brake pressure here or, or not? Really, um, some of the quicker cars on the simulators and stuff, ABS does help because you can just hit the brake um, and that's it. Really, uh, you let off it towards the corner to, to trail brake and, and things. But yeah, it helps to not lock up and go straight on or straight into the back of someone uh, that yeah. you're following. Um, so I think. It certainly has uh, its advantages in, in certain areas. Um, it kind of depends what car you're driving, really.
0: Yeah. And also, another thing, you know, when we're playing uh, sim racing games like Grand Turismo and things like that. Um, going offline doesn't make such a big difference unless you really have a big kind of major offline kind in of the moment and you hit the marbles. But in real life, we have always heard that if you hit the marbles, it can make a huge difference. Uh, did that ever affect you in, in go-karting, or is it mainly... Kind of real cars the, the bigger cars that, that have that effect
1: in in casting um yeah there, there's much less grip uh, off the racing line um because of people dragging grass onto the track and obviously marbles and, and things um but in in the wet you know the the outside line was quicker because the the rubber when it was wet uh what was it it kind of came oil in in the track rose up and then it makes the rubber really really slippery so mm-hmm. the outside line where there wasn't uh Kind of rubber in surface was much quicker um so for karting uh it kind of depended really um you know what was it wet was it dry uh, and in some cases it could work um going around the outside and taking a slightly different line to set yourself up for to, to, for an overtake on someone in front of you um if they were defending or, or whatever um mm-hmm. in car racing um yeah, I mean it's similar. You you set yourself up. You try not to compromise your line too much. Um, obviously, on the kind of outside apex of a corner, it, it's going to be too slippery. But if you you know you go off off to, uh, wider first and then cut back,
2: it, it's not not massively different really. Um, so it depends what you do it in the track. But if you're at the apex and you're too wide, then you're going off, right? Basically, it depends.
1: <laughs> yeah. So again, through experience. You kind of learn. And,
0: uh, and in turn of, uh, because obviously you've, you've come through go-karting and grown up with all this kind of motorsport, did you have any kind of uh, heroes of motorsport that you kind of thought, yeah, I would like to be like them or, you know, you, you kind of learn from particular people?
1: Um I mean, I've followed Lando Norris quite closely uh, and his career. So I've, I've met him several times um in my life. So we met him first when I think I was... Goodwood, didn't we? Uh I he, I don't was, he really, was about eight or nine, I know, he know, was he yeah. um, was very young, yeah. Um <clears throat> I remember meeting him there and you know, he was kind of big in in karting as a super one star and, and all this. Um and his brother at the time was still racing and stuff, so he was kind of the main focus um uh, rather than Lando. But um yeah, I know I met him several times at Autosport um and things like that. Uh before he went to F one, you know. It was the yeah. year before he, he he went to McLaren and it was he was just kind of wandering about uh and nobody really fun. knew who he was. And it was <laughs> incredible because I was like, Landa Lander, you know, he's, he's literally that. there, you know. He was on a <laughs> sit. There's about know, five people watching him. Two of them were his wow. friends and like n- nobody knows. Uh and That's then obviously amazing, next year he, he was on the Autosport stage, you know, talking about F1 and stuff, and everyone's there taking photos and getting autographs and stuff. So yeah, it's quite incredible, really. Um, so yeah, I've been watching
0: watching him quite a lot. That's great. Yeah, no, it's fantastic how those things happen. You just need to be there at the right time, and uh, and then and then it goes. You never know who you can meet. I think I've never been to the Auto Sport Show, but it is always supposed to be very good. It's always one I would love to go to because um, I think they get a lot of of, of uh, great racing drivers coming along, and and of course now they do the the, the stage as well, didn't they? Or for a while they were that you could they had that live area where you can watch them do all sorts of things, rallycross and, and different things. So what would you like to see in your future in terms of motorsport? What would be your kind of next steps of, um, you know, what, what what would you like to try and go into for the next kind of series of motorsport?
1: Uh, at the moment, I think that the aim is to get into GT racing for, for this year or next year. Um, and just, yeah, just get more experience in, in different cars, really. Um, Funk-up's obviously gone super well. Um second full year you know we we won the championship so that was fantastic really that 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 managed to happen uh and and this year you know it's well you can kind of only drop back from where we were so um yeah we'll we'll see what happens for fun cup wise but um yeah definitely want to get into gt this year and just kind of keep the momentum rolling and and get some more experience in in different cars yeah
0: and what's it like when you can speak to your friends now and and say you know what yes I drive I'm a racing driver does it uh, is it is it something that gives you do they take you seriously or or it's uh, or how does it work?
1: Some some of them know a little bit more about racing do do take the mic out of me a little bit um, but yeah the most common question I get asked is like do you get paid yeah I'm like well <laughs> no <laughs> not yet uh, I wish I was but not yet um, but that is yeah one of the the end goals is to be or or for it to pay for itself really. Um, yeah. So. To be a professional.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Now, a lot of the guys watching today are all big kind of sim racing fans and gamers, and and, and doing all sorts of kind of gaming and racing. Um, you build sim rigs. So tell our, our viewers the kind of rigs that they can buy if they've got a bit of bit of cash they want to burn. Um, what can you get for them?
1: Um, I mean it depends what you want. So the cheapest one that we do is is five thousand, isn't it? Um, and that kind of comes with you know, everything you need. So computer screens, uh, steering wheel pedals, um, seat, you know, cockpit area. Um, it's, it's nice, it's a nice piece of kit. Uh, the Top one we offer is 15,000. Um, that's one we're currently building for someone. Uh, and that comes with like basically everything you will need. So it comes with all the stuff that I mentioned before, uh, a much more full kind of cockpit area. You can have triple screens if you want, virtual reality. Uh, it comes with the uh, race car data, so the VBOX RaceLogic um, box, which is used in a lot of race cars to, to analyze data and, and lines and look at um, things on the car, uh, especially that it comes with that package, so you can compare your simulator laps to uh, the real laps. And that, that's a very useful tool, um, which has come around recently, um, thanks to Julian at RaceLogic. Um, it's a very incredible program to go, okay, well, here's the sim lap. Here's the real lap. What am I doing you know, differently? And, and to narrow down the, right. this is what makes the, this sim, you know, almost real is that is it's nearly perfect on the braking, the lines and, you know, the acceleration and all that. It's yeah, incredible. Wow, that's the thing. And it is, I mean, it
0: is great fun when you see these kind of uh, the bits of kit as you're talking about, um, it, is, it is something. So do you have a particular brand that you quite like to use when you build your sim rigs, in terms of like steering wheels and and pedal kits and things like that,
1: yeah. So steering wheels and pedals at the moment we get our stuff from Fanatec. Um, I think they're a pretty solid option at the moment. Um, there is more expensive ones that you can buy, more complex ones. Um, at the moment, it's it's just Fanatec because you know it's it's basically plug and play with a few extra steps um, that you can yeah. tweak for, for kind of user experience and and you know, what they prefer, um, you know, kind of how the steering wheel feels and the pedals and, and things like that. Um, mm. Yeah, a lot of the, the more expensive wheels are very complex and you can spend hours upon hours just tuning your wheel settings and stuff. Um, so that would be things like SimiCube and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, But yeah, I've heard that they're very good as well, um, but I'm yet to try one of those. Oh, that's, that
0: sounds great. So what's been the most expensive? A piece of sim equipment that you've ever kind of had a go on that you thought, oh, I wouldn't mind one of those. Uh, you know,
1: so. I've had a go on a few motion simulators um, mm-hmm. that are worth 50,000 or so, which is a bit ridiculous, but they were good experiences. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say the motion part helped me as such, it kind of put me off as a driver. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer to keep sim racing and real racing separate even though the line that kind of connects them is very vague anyway um there is a difference uh, i think um yeah they, those were nice pieces of kit which i'm like mm, yeah for, for a bit of a bit fun bit of a toy in the background which people can have a go on that would be quite cool
0: yeah so it's getting rid of the gym in the garage and bringing in the sim doesn't it
1: <laughs> yeah of them are quite a workout to kind of stay seated and hold on to stuff as you get thrown about uh thrown about so yeah. I always
0: remember last year, uh, two years ago I was at the, the Blancpain Championship at Silverstone and I was there uh, courtesy of Renault um, and they invited us to their kind of main stand and they had a motion sensor rig and it, you had to kind of climb up this kind of ladder just to kind of get into it. Um, but it was based on a, a Renault Megane RS because um, they were kind of launching the car at the, at the event. Um, and, uh, and when you got to drive it, not only had they made the mistake but they allowed far too much sun, there was far too much sunlight coming in, so you could hardly see the screen. So it was yeah. all glared, you know. Um, but also it, it, the angles were so ridiculous. I mean, you're at like 45 degrees. And I thought, you're never gonna have this in a Renault RS. You certainly hope not, um, <laughs> because it would be frightening coming into a bend and it virtually tips over. You know, you'd expect that in a Citroen 2CV or something, you know, but not not a Renault Megane RS. Um, and it was quite off-putting. It, it was kind of, I thought, a normal simulator is probably Actually, a lot, a lot more fun, or kind of more, more to drive, and you think would give a more realistic sense. But I suppose if you're in a proper motion one, it's not going to move anywhere near as much as as some of these other ones that are obviously designed to give people a, more like a sense of a ride, like a like a kind of steam um, yeah. park ride rather <laughs> than an actual. Um, what's I take it the ones have you ever driven a kind of F1 style um, uh, simulator that you sometimes see?
1: Yeah, uh, a few times, so yeah. Um couple of times at autosport there's been um, some very nice simulator rigs that have been out um which are kind of you have know, projectors and a wall in front of you and you sit in the kind of cockpit and you're yeah. probably in a formula style seating position um and that, those are those are good um, they're very they're aimed at realism uh, a lot more than the other simulators are um, yeah. and a couple of times at um, training facilities as well there's there's been those style of sims
0: uh-huh Now we've got a good question for you on the on the on the question of sims from the Docinator. i'm not sure if i pronounced that right but hopefully um as you never know with these psn names would you say it's easier to be faster with triple screens or vr
1: Uh, that is a good question um personally at the moment i use vr um i feel like it helps me be more consistent um as a driver you know you kind of look and spot your breaking point um as you would in real life. Uh, on triple screens, I don't like them at the moment. Um, I'm still quick, but I'm not as quick or consistent uh, as I am in VR. So uh, at the moment, I drive in, in VR.
2: Um, I'm, you, I'm yeah. much quicker in VR, much more consistent. And I think, I think it comes back to how people have kind of learned. I think the out-and-out out sim drivers that are used to a triple screen do that uh, 2D, 3D translation um, in their head, and they get used to that, and then it's fine. So they don't need VR, which is much more 3D. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, idiot Joe blogs here, uh, um, you know, is much more just used to you know driving real cars. So I need that 3D aspect. Yeah. So the VR helps me massively, and I'm so much quicker and more consistent in VR. So I, I really struggle with the flat three, um, you know, triple screens. So I think so. I think it's, it's preference. And perhaps because Riley drives in the real world, he has that, um, you know, he has that three D leaning. He's leaning more that way than he is to the to the sim world. But it's an interesting question. I mean, yeah, he driving, yeah, so. yeah. You drove on the screens for ages, and ages. I wasn't,
1: I wasn't properly into doing league races and things at that point. I was just kind of doing it for fun. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. I properly got into it and doing some some leagues with professional people.
0: Because now you've built cars for for the games, wasn't it? You for a set of Corsa, you have built the, the Fun Cup um, car that you've got there. What was it like doing that? Because I mean, that's a completely kind of new thing to go into, and that must have developed your IT skills quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly for learning uh, how a set of Corsa works and understanding the game engine behind that, it was, yeah, I kind of threw myself in at the deep end. Um, it wasn't meant to be much really. It was meant to be kind of just a better practice tool for learning the tracks, as I said earlier, you know, driving them and getting breaker points is meant to make that kind of better. Um, and I kind of f- had finished uh, a version that I was happy with, uh, and then kind of lockdown hit us for the first time. And it was yeah, like, oh, well racing's canceled. What do we do? And I was like, well, Hey guys, I've, I've got this car, which I've built. Do you want to race it virtually? And everyone really liked that idea. So yeah, we had a first test race with that. Um, and it went really well. But yeah, it was a good six or seven months of just working out what stuff did but, um, and tuning and going, does this feel right? Does this feel right? Uh, yeah. And the, the comparison of the um, V-Box data really helped with that so I could get the the correct grip values and and the speed and the accelerations, being able to compare the sim times to, to the real times and the videos there, that was one of the massive um, parts of being able to get that car driving correctly
0: oh that's fantastic now if there was a car you could drive you know a racing car that you would be a kind of dream racing car um what would it be you can imagine opening the barn from the the millionaire investor and he says right pick one and uh, we'll get it set up ready for you off you go um what would it be what would be your favorite car you'd like to have a shot in
1: Uh, people will always ask this kind of question, like, "Oh, you like cars? N- name your favorite car." And it's like, "Well, I, I don't know. They're all fantastic in their own ways." And and racing, or even is, a
0: racing car. Even if it was like uh, a like if it was yeah, a racing. would you drive a Formula One car if you got the chance?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean Formula One is is fantastic. Um, and you know, uh, there's lots of cars on the simulators that you know you can drive, and they're all kind of there for you. Uh, a favorite? Um. I recently really enjoyed the um Formula 2 cars on Assetto Corsa uh, that were right. made as, as mods. So yeah, I'd probably have have a go in in a Formula 2 car if I could. So not not quite F1 um but I think it would be simple enough that I could get uh or I could feel like I got the most out of the car um rather than you know playing around with fuel modes and ERS know yeah, yeah
0: and the, the new formula two car sounds quite nice as well actually yes, it's yeah. quite a good good sound i'm hoping they'll influence that a bit on formula one and we'll, we'll start getting a bit more of a tuneful sound um from the, from the v6s that they have um but uh but no that's fantastic um i mean i know it's, it, it will be a, a question you always get what's your favorite racing car what's your favorite road car and that kind of thing um but uh, but no it's great to hear your answers and all of that but mm. um
2: You didn't say 917. That's your favourite car, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So do you have a favourite road
1: car as well that you quite like? Um, I really like um, Manufacturer Radical. Uh, So I did my work experience there um, for GCSEs. um, And yeah, they're a really interesting company. and I really like their race cars, Um, but a lot of them can go on the road as well. So uh, yeah, I mean, the the RXC turbo is a very interesting car. Um, I think the, it was a road legal SR8, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, That they made uh, as well. So yeah, those are two very, very interesting cars to me.
0: A great car for a nice summer's afternoon, Sunday drive, but not after you've watched the Grand Prix, Um, (laughs) but uh, because it never, (laughs) we've all had experience of doing that one um waiting for the lights to go out when you're at the traffic lights and it just happens to work at the same time that uh, i remember doing that in leithwalk in edinburgh and having a great time but uh, <laughs> although my ford fiesta could barely make 30 miles an hour after a few gears, um but uh but no, that's the thing well it's been fantastic to have you on the show today um, and thank you both very very much for coming on especially andy because you've come on twice um to to, to kind of support us here um, and then uh, I was going to say for, for your fans, who are watching the people that, that, you know, have been asking me questions and um, what would be the thing that you would like to say to them today? Um, you know, have you, have you got any kind of uh,
1: tips for the trade um, that you'd like to give them? Uh, I mean, if you enjoy motorsport and kind of you want to get into it, you know, I would start with karting, you know, it can be, it can be expensive, but a, a lot of the time it doesn't have to be, you know, you can do it um, for not that much money and it is gives you kind of the same level of excitement and um, experience that kind of racing in a car would. Yeah. If you want to start kind of motorsport or just generally having more fun with racing, then yeah, do go and do some karting.
0: Fantastic. And where will the next be able to see you? Hopefully in a, a real race event. Um, are there any plans? it once the COVID releases, is there a calendar out yet um, um, for the potential races?
1: Finalised yet. Um, Virtually you can see me, uh, is it this weekend? Yeah, I think yeah, this weekend, night. Uh, Sunday night in the virtual Fun Cup series, um, I'll be racing there.
0: You'll need to uh, send us a link for that and I'll put it out on my social media for yeah. you. Great. Um,
2: yeah, Phillips yeah, Motorsport great. on
0: YouTube
1: or Twitch.
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: same fantastic. Night,
0: same. Well, that's uh, great. Well, that's brilliant. Well, we wish you all the best for a great racing career and an extension of your racing career as you go into new championships and I'm sure you'll do extremely well and it's been great to, to get what it, you know the, the feel of what it's like from a real racing driver. Other than us, all our gamers here um, who just play around on a PlayStation or, or have a go on a, on a PC. But no, it's great to, to hear your thoughts and what it's like to be a real racing driver. Let's uh, stay on the line just now as I quickly close on the show. But to everyone who's been watching, you've been watching the Car, Sim and Race Driver show with two fantastic guests, Riley Phillips and Andy Phillips. Father and son, a great racing combination there. And my goodness, what a lot of support it's taken. And what a fantastic story as well um, of how motorsport has taken you on uh, this far. And especially with your exploits into a set of and actually building cars for the game. Um, that is a real achievement as well. So now it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Now, next week, we're going to be taking a wee break because I'm having to move house. But I'll be back again a week on Monday um, with what is my PSN, which is Fat Man in a Cheap Sim. Um, which is my gaming race on, on Gran Turismo. So we'll be daring to go back to the GT Sport races and hopefully doing quite well on them. But to everyone who's been watching, thank you very, very much. And to our great guests, Andy and Riley, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'll thank finish you. with our quote. It is, drive fast and try not to crash. And if you do, you'll win the race at the first corner. Bye, so everyone. Take care.